Welcome to the Aboran Chronicles podcast. This podcast is hosted by five black Muslim women, Hafsa, Ikran, Istahil, Sahra, and Amal Khair. This is your girl Sahra, the one and only non-Canadian on this podcast. Join us every month as we talk about our personal experiences, pop culture, identity, and politics. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, guys. This is Hafsa from the Abon Podcast. And before we dive into today's episode, I'd like to make a quick announcement. This year, Ikran, Omal, and myself are taking part of the annual February fundraiser charity campaign hosted by Somali Youth for Integrity, Sci-Fi, and the African Relief Fund, both um, organizations based here in the UK. The campaign this year is titled Save Our Children. Somalia has been listed as one of the worst places to be a mother by the WHO, or the World Health Organization. One in 12 women die due to pregnancy-related causes, and only 26% of women in Somalia have access to antenatal care. Now, this cause is looking to address this problem by a raising money to help train midwives in different parts of Somalia and remote areas, and B, money raised for this event will go towards creating delivery packs containing sterile medical equipment needed for the birthing process. So how can you help? The easiest thing you could do is donate to the Everyday Hero link in this episode's description below. If you're based in Toronto, take a look at the University of Toronto Somali Student Association page. They're going to be hosting a few events, um, namely a bolathon and a Somalis on Ice event that you can buy tickets to. If you're in the UK, get in touch with your local Somali student group and take part in some of the fundraising activities they're having. Make sure that you head over to the Sci-Fi official website to check out some of their other projects as well. Okay guys, now I'm sure you all know the Sahih Muslim Hadith narrated by Abu anhu, where the Prophet says, Charity does not decrease wealth. No one forgives another except that Allah increases his honor and no one humbles himself for the sake of Allah except that Allah raises their status. So I'm done for my little bit of lecturing. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. Welcome, welcome to a new episode of our Buon podcast. My name is Sahra and I'm with... Hafsa. And Istahir. Yes, gang shit. <laughs> We're out here. I'm back. To everybody who think I'm gone, well, bitch, you thought I've always been here, will always be here, just so you know. Oh my god. Um, but in today's episode, we're going to talk about little beauty, because that's what you guys voted on Twitter. <laughs> so, before, before we even start the episode, how are you guys? How y'all doing? Yeah. How's life treating y'all? You know what? I mean, like, I want to say I'm good, but I feel like it's a passive-aggressive question from Sahara. Because the last time, last episode that's come out is the Cuba one, and you're not there. So, basically, these people decided to go to Cuba without me. And before Hassan jumps with my gun, they'd be like, bitch, I told you. You cannot book a, book a ticket to Cuba two, three months before you travel, okay? Why not? Um, yes, you can. Shit is expensive. So, that's actually a lie. As you know, I live in Sweden, you know, we don't have cheap flight from here okay so yo why if you wanted you could have come to manchester you could have got a cheap ticket to manchester and then flown out of here i flew direct so i don't know what you're talking about because you know number one december is the time where you get money you know and people who work will probably know what i'm talking about 
like December, Christmas week, the week after Christmas week, all the red days is the days where you get a lot of money. So you prioritize money over seeing your friends. Exactly. <laughs> I prioritize the mullah. You feel me? The mind. Because that would get me somewhere. You know what I feel Because I was still going to Dubai anyways. So, That's the I thing. Mean, Just I say that. Dubai. Say that you had other plans. I always plans. say I was in Dubai. Okay, there the you go. The funny thing is, like, I booked my ticket to Dubai, like, December 28th or some shit. Like, I, b- I bought it really late. Oh, okay. But I got a pretty decent price. And by the way, check out Emirates. This is not a sponsored, you know, at. But uh, the tickets are a lot cheaper nowadays, just so you know. So just... And that and the thing is, like, their flight is a lot comfortable because it's just a direct flight. I don't like their food on the plane. It's, like, the worst food I've ever Really? Emirates Airlines? I don't like their food. I don't know what yeah. airplane has good food. Excuse me. Wallahi I'm just waiting for the... Qatar Airways got good food. Like, Sorry. Not listen, after, <laughs> that, after that, after that Cuba trip, the best meal I ever had in my life was on that flight from from <laughs> Cuba to much. Oh, my God. The, the dead, nasty biris that was halfway cooked was the best thing I ever had in my life. Wow. That piece of bread that they hand... The little roll that they give you with the butter and the slice of cheese... Yeah. Oh my! I thought I was on cloud nine. I thought I was. In Did heaven. you ask for a second tray? No, I didn't because it's still airplane food. <laughs> well, so you have Let's not push the luck. So you still have standards. <laughs> I didn't know you could even ask. I don't think you can. They come in like pre-made packages. It's like really weird. But anyways, can we guys let's go back to the subject that we're supposed to talk about today? We've gone off topic. Okay. Stahit, <laughs> stahit, Yeah. Let me just start with you. What got you into beauty slash fashion and all that in that category? I came out of the womb fashionable. What? Oh. Wow. Okay. Mm. You guys, I'm actually lying. Very interesting. I'm literally lying. I'm the least fashionable person. Not fashion per se. I guess interested in beauty. Like, to be honest, I was a late bloomer when it comes to that. I think I was like in high school when I first started wearing eyeliner. Forget everything else. Mm. so mm. probably not the person to ask this question to <laughs> have to say i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready to show my bright purple lips and if you no. follow have you would know her obsession with <laughs> purple lipstick okay? um, <laughs> if you don't own mac heroin then where are you in life like come on a good purple lipstick will get you far but listen oh and it's a bright purple too like a fuchsia purple color anyways listen um, I'm in the, I'm the same boat as Estahe. Like, I was not into... It's not that I wasn't into. It's just it wasn't a thing. Like, ma- makeup specifically, it wasn't a thing when I was a kid. Nobody in, mm. nobody in my class was wearing makeup. Like, I- into high school even. Like, the most... even. And I went to high school... I, I spent a year of high school in, like, almost every country. Like, I spent a year of high school in Canada. I did one in Samaya. And I did one, two in the in the Emirates. And all throughout that time, makeup wasn't a real thing. Astaghfirullah, it's a lie. When I was in Canada, I went to school with a bunch of Lebanese kids, oh. and they used to beat their faces in ninth grade, which was bizarre to me. But it was—it was still like it was something that was bizarre to everyone, so it wasn't really a thing, you know. So mm-hmm. makeup, mm-hmm. like I got into it like at the end of uni, like like when I was about to graduate. That's when I started really wearing makeup a lot. And even when it came to like fashion, let me tell you something. I used to go to a school that was that I wore uniform to for like all of elementary school and I only like got out of that in like the ninth grade and at that time I didn't even know like I was so like clueless about all of that shit like I tried like I tried to figure out what my like style was and everything but it was just a mess like it was sadness I don't want to bring up those pictures 
You know it's what kills me is like, do you guys think that because I went to, I wore a uniform my whole life too. Do you think that stunted our fashion sense? I think so. No, it doesn't stunt then, it because no. here's the thing. I like where else would I work close to? I go to school, and especially when you're when you're a kid in elementary school, like fashion. I don't think it's a thing. Like when you're that young, like you go to school, you come back home, you wear uniform to school. Like everybody's wearing the same thing, and then you come back home, you don't really have anywhere special to wear clothes except for Eid. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, you just have, like, your home clothes. You have your jeans and stuff whenever you're going to play outside. And that's about it, right? And then mm-hmm. I think cl- clothing becomes... Even in high school, clothing clothing starts to become a thing in high school. But I never really experienced that again because I only had, like, one year of my high school that I didn't wear uniform. All other three years of my high school, I had to wear uniform. So, again, I was mm-hmm. just, like... It was university that really... But it's that at the same time, like, as much as you think, oh, it stunted me. I don't, why is that a problem? Why is it that serious? And for when it comes to fashion, what's wrong with being stunted? When it comes to fashion, I don't, I don't see the issue. Um, honestly, I, I can't lie. Wallahi, like I'm very fashionable in the sense that I'm really clothed. I'm addicted to clothes, so it's like yeah. for me, I don't, I don't know. I just never had the chance to wear what I wanted to wear because I never got the chance to do it. So maybe I could have went through trends more often, but, mm-hmm. but you know, I had necessarily to look... something important to you. Like, uh, you I think, think it's you more, lost out. Yeah. Well, really? For me, yeah, for me personally, it's that I love wearing clothes. I love switching up styles and stuff. That's why you'll see like clear, distinct styles when it comes to my clothes, like d- throughout the years. So I feel like because school took away, you know, like I wore uniform every single day, I didn't get to tr- wear my clothes that often. So, I don't know. I feel like mm. I craved clothes so much growing up that by the time I hit university, I was wearing a different outfit every single day. Like, honestly. Mm-hmm. I was that person that wore different clothes. Like, I would wear something different every single day yeah. because I felt like I had to make up for it. I so didn't wait, realize so that. I just had the symphony right now, you guys. Oh, my yeah. God. So, wait. So, when you were in school, like high school, you actually wanted to dress up more, but... And you ha- you actually wanted to go and explore and, and dress up more, but because of uniform you couldn't do it. Like it yeah. actually stopped you, and you hated that. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Oh, I okay. don't think I I realized that it was doing that. I just felt like, oh my god, I can't wait to wear this outfit. You know, I I, I always had that in my thought. I can't wait to wear this. I can't wait to wear that because I would have like yeah. whole outfits in mm-hmm. my mind, but I never had the chance to wear it. So I would leave. I would end up, you know, not liking the trend anymore, not liking the style anymore, without me ever trying it out. So that happened oh, to wow. me so much growing up. Damn. Yeah. Because oh. things like for me, I don't know jack shit. I can tell you, fashion. I'm still trash. Beauty. I just recently got into beauty. But the thing is, like, it's so funny because I watch so many YouTube videos. <laughs> I, I read Into the Gloss. But my makeup is just as basic as, like, an Into the Gloss makeup. Like, a little, like, like a, like a sheer makeup, like a foundation. I do my eyebrows for me. How long did it take you to get to that point where you're like, okay, I can't leave the house without doing xyz i still don't have that feeling like i just go out if i feel like it other other times like i've noticed like if i wear makeup the day before yeah if i wear makeup like two days straight i realize that i just keep doing it like i wake up and it's just like natural you don't think about it it's just it just happens like you just put a little bit of mascara a little bit eyebrows bronzer and you're like okay but I'm still not in this point in my life where I feel like I have to wear makeup. I don't think I will ever be in that position because yeah, f- for me, makeup is just like, eh, you know, it's not, it's not like I still 
I still have my hyperpigmentation that I'm like, fuck you. A lot of people are going to be like, oh my god, yeah, I don't have hyperpigmentation and all that. I do have it. Yeah. And it's annoying as a motherfucker, okay? It's something okay. you're aware of. First you're of all, the swearation. Calm down. <laughs> you threw like four swear yes, words in two sentences. I know. But that's life, you know? Life hits you hard. When it hits that wallet, She's just know. very passionate about you it, you know? Yes, oh I am passionate about it because it irritates me. I spent hours... Oh my god. Per week watching YouTube videos and I still don't know how to pe- beat my face. You know what's like, crazy? Like- the number of YouTube makeup videos I've inhaled because at this point you can't even call it watching, okay? Exactly. And do I wear makeup? Honest to God, hey, do I wear makeup? Oh my god. Don't kill me. Do you know how long it took me to um actually buy a product of makeup from the time that I started watching videos? Like I remember from the beginning of university because high school leave high school I did not look lip gloss. That was it. That was all I did ever did in high school, mm. lip gloss. But starting university, I inhaled these makeup videos. Like, I would watch, oh my god, Michelle Phan, oh Andrea's yeah. Choice, all of them folk, you know, like my faves. And I just watch, 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 watch. And I, th- I think I first brought a product and I was like in my third year of uni. And I think it was like, I don't remember what it was, Wallahi. I think it was an eyeshadow palette. No, it was like some basic eyeshadow. And like, I didn't even, I, 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 you know what's so funny? I think I kept it so long for sentimental value because I never used it because it's trash. Yeah. But, mm. and I look at it, it's like a pale purple and like a black and a gray. And like, you know, the, um, yeah. is that, remember those like little essence, uh, uh, Listen, four color my thing? My first eyeshadow was essence. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Shout out to their eyeliner. It's uh, still really nice. Yeah. I, I like their it. brow gel. Their brow gel is fire. Their brow gel is amazing. It's uh, I love everything Essence because it was literally the first makeup product I bought. They take in, you know, our household is all girls. So, like, all my yeah. sisters, they're not that much younger than me. They're, like, one, two, three years younger than me, right? And so mm-hmm. they started wearing makeup way before I did. And so by the time mm-hmm. I was in university, not even university, I was in high school, like, grade 10 or something. And then I learned how to wear eyeliner. My sister taught me. She's, like, seven years younger than me. And I was like, wait, you guys how are you... all going through it? Because yeah. you guys were all going through the experience at the same time. And it's back then, fair. it wasn't even like eyeliner. Like in our house, the only thing you'd find is like, you know that kohal that we used to have that used yes. to come in a tube <laughs> with yes. the line? It's yes. like, and later on, we found out that it might have carcinogens in it. Say wallahi. Wallahi. They said that there was lead in it. Are you serious? Wallahi azim, And that's How? what we oh used to God. use. And you basically close your eyes and you put the stick in and then you run yeah. it through your eye while it's closed. First of all, I did not do that because I'm not trying to kill myself. I would use it like um, a pencil. No. I never did that. Back that's, then, that's wallahi, scary. back then, I remember that's what my sisters used to use, right? And for me, it's like I was never interested enough to use it. Then I went through an emo phase and I used to wear eyeliner like it was my life. But, you know. You through emo phase? Well, Let's talk about I will not, that. I will not okay. admit. You know, like me personally, I will not admit to it. But everyone around me used to call it that. But anyway, I used to wear a lot of eyeliner at that point. <laughs> So that's all, all I knew how to use. <laughs> you know, until today, I haven't... I've, I've finally accepted that I don't have eyeliner eyes. Like, eyeliner does not look good on me. I look way better off when I smoke out my eyeshadow or if I put on some mascara, but eyeliner isn't good for me. And I just remember trying so hard. Like, you know, like, you would... It, and it makes sense. Like, obviously, like, an eyeliner look that works for one person won't work for everybody because everybody has different eye shapes, different eye sizes, all yeah. that stuff, right? And I remember just trying to copy paste and put them on myself and like practice on myself and it just wouldn't work and I would look at other people and they'd all do it for themselves. I'm like, why can't I do it? Everything else, like, uh, oh my God, I can, eyeshadow I'm great at, like foundation, highlighting, contour, all that stuff, like I can do like to a T, but eyeliner on myself, I just do like that basic little line until like the corner of my eye. I 
none of those dramatic out like i can't cat eyes none of that no no thank you you know when you mm-hmm. can talk about that you really realize like you know when we used to watch these makeup videos and watch like makeup tutorials and all that stuff and then when mm-hmm. you try it on yourself it never translates like ever yeah you know they yeah. talk about blush and then you put on a blush and it literally disappears on your face or you have a gray cast and then you know yeah. they talk about lipstick and you're like you don't understand the concept of lip liner because i don't know about you guys but in my household like my mom never wore makeup no one older than me used to wear makeup like that so it's like there was Same nothing thing. to inherit there was nothing like oh where you need to wear a darker lip liner you need to you know like blend that in or all that stuff we used to not know because we there was no black influencers there's no black mm. makeup artists or any of that that were accessible to us yeah even like like for example talk about lip liner and the fact that yeah you, like if you're if you're a black person you tend to need to wear lip liner especially for lighter colors mm. and like you know um the way you use lip liner like even something as simple as that like i would think you know like the night ni- the 2000 1999 li- the line around your lips and then fill it in with lip gloss or like some weird lip yeah. color and like it, you can see the outline like it took me a while to figure out that you need to draw a thicker line of like lip liner and kind of blend it in a bit before you put on the lipstick on top. Yeah. Otherwise, you look like a a you know two thousands time warp. Like <laughs> what not to do? And you know what's so crazy? Like something that was that had me like so annoyed was that I was always looking for the perfect foundation shade, which if you think about it is impossible. You're never yeah. gonna find a foundation shade that looks exactly like you. You're always gonna be off one way or another, right? And I couldn't understand that. And I was like trying to mix shades and I was trying to buy this and that. And, like, now the fact is, the truth is, like, you can literally buy any foundation shade and make it work. To a degree, like, within limitations. But you can make it work with, like, you, the use of, like, highlighting and contouring and all that stuff. You can really make any foundation shade work. Which is, like, it's it's the, like it's not as limiting as it was before. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's just so much we, we I think, we, we learned over time that we weren't just weren't exposed to at a younger age. And, well, I had, like, if I could just go back and tell myself... You know, don't stress out about this shit because you'll figure it out eventually and just practice. Yeah. That's literally what I would have told that's, myself. That's, it. that's the thing, though. Like, was it that deep to us? Like, did no, we actually care that much? Honestly, it, I don't think it was that deep. It wasn't that deep, but I had moments, you know. No, I mean, like, compared to now, like, compared to people in high school now, I feel like if they don't have their makeup is not on point, everyone's going to talk on it. That's how I feel. Like, it's a different like way of life now. Because before, if you wore makeup, it was like, oh, why is she wear makeup? Now, if you don't wear makeup, it's like, oh, why is she not wearing makeup? Exactly. Yeah. So it keeps changing and all that. Yeah. But the, the funny thing is, I've never bought a foundation until I bought like foundation uh, Fenty. Fenty was like my first foundation. That's pretty recent. Because other, yeah. And I before you know what I did I used to buy samples like so every single time it was a different foundation I was just trying out basically I never had the guts to buy a foundation. Sarah, we're on the same boat. Literally, like it's like. But then, wallahi, like now when I see people, everyone is beat every single day. Like you know when you go to an event, and you're just like, wow, why is everyone shimmering? Yeah, you know it's actually yeah it's a bit overwhelming sometimes. Wallahi, but even till now, like I don't wear makeup all the time Mm -hmm. like i'm just gonna wear makeup to when i'm going out like i don't wear makeup to work i don't wear makeup when i'm just hanging out with my friends like occasionally when i'm going out like every other like every other day or so like when i'm hanging out with people or if we're going out for dinner or something special then i'll beat my face but i don't casually wear makeup every day like i don't even fill my brows in no maybe i'll put on like a lip chap that's about it yeah and moisturize but you know, like, I feel like there's this agenda, not, I won't like call it agenda, but Loki, that the beauty industry is trying to tell people, oh, you can't go without wearing this. You can't, you know, like that urgency, 
when we, whenever you watch like even beauty videos on YouTube, whatever, there's an urgency that never used to be there before. Before, like when you saw Michelle Phan, it was all like it was lighthearted. But now it's like, oh my god, if you don't get this product, you're missing out. If you don't get this product, you're missing. You need to do like primer, yeah. foundation, X Y Z. But I think Michelle Phan wasn't selling something. I think a lot of other people are selling it because yeah. that's the thing. Like obviously, these companies they want money. You yeah. Know? And in order to get money, they just need to press that button. Have you guys seen those videos that go uh, that talk about like things that you need and that you must have? Yeah. When they're doing reviews, so like I I remember watching the other day. It was a it was a review video for the different palettes, the Juvia Place palettes, right? And basically they were like, oh, okay, so I'm gonna review all the Juvia Places palettes, and I'm gonna tell you which ones. Um, are must-haves, which ones are not necessary, and da-da-da. So this is like a total of 15 palettes, and tell me why this girl said 10 out of 15 you must have. Exactly! I don't understand the concept that I need to own all these makeup products. Forget, like, these are that's actually crazy because she's telling you to buy 10 eyeshadow palettes from one company. From the same company! <laughs> from the, That's actually insane. But I just feel like when you think about the amount of products that we buy on a daily basis or are told to buy, it's like, at this point, it's like, forget about companies. They're telling us you need to buy steps, you know? If you don't mm-hmm. buy these steps, your makeup is going to be trash. And, like, you mm-hmm. can't have a makeup that's trash, you know? That's, how can you walk outside, you know? I feel like that's so crazy. And you know what's so, the, the messiest part about all this is, like, it's basic consumer consumerism like it's always there's a huge market for it you're always going to have people who are pushing like certain products and like you know they're trying to make money off of it and everything and this they might not be they might not consciously be doing it but at the end of the day they're still doing it right and like when you look at have you guys seen like these makeup artists these makeup gurus and artists and whatever when they do like a room tour or a makeup tour or i'm cleaning out my like my closet type thing or whatever and they pull out all their products and they have like a huge you know those alex everybody has those alex jars from ikea and they're just filled with makeup and like and you're just wondering like and you know when you see them have like they have that little tray thing they put all their lipsticks and they have like freaking 75 100 lipsticks and you're just like what do you like it just it just it doesn't make sense because a you're not going to use that stuff every day it's all going to expire right people donate shit like that though yeah okay but my point is that you bought all of this yeah. maybe they're getting maybe they're getting a lot of the stuff shipped to them but let's not forget yeah. they're probably buying a lot of it for themselves because that's their business right it's basically pushing this on you that you need to have all these products you need to ha- you need to make sure that your makeup collection is all included you have to have a mini sephora in your house yes that's i don't mind <laughs> you know what annoys me more is that when they do like skincare and all that stuff and you know for a fact that these people spend thousands of dollars you know getting facials getting pla- botox on their face getting all that stuff and then they're here reviewing a skincare product that you know for a fact they don't use so it's like they have all these videos where they do like 30 minute videos on oh new skincare in sephora that you must have or xyz and then you they come the next day and they're like oh i got a facial done and got everything removed from my face you know i feel like it's so dishonest the way they talk about like beauty in that sense and like upkeep in that sense no one is like super honest about it especially when they get like lip fillers you know i know it's their business but it's like no one's honest about like the procedures they get done it's, it's like crazy. when kendall jenner did uh, joined the proactive <laughs> whatever and she there she's like yeah, yeah this is how i got rid of my acne you liar no you didn't but yeah, you know you what, what was really annoying was just the other day like yesterday i was watching a video of a youtuber who's also a muslima and like she was doing one of those like um skincare video type things um, episode type things and what was so sad about it was like it was the episode was sponsored by one product that she was advertising as well. 
was probably the like, mayor. Yeah, I got this. I got this. Uh, you know, top this um product like months ago, and I've been trying it. And it's so good, guys. It's on market now. You guys have to all get it. And then she was using different products. She's like, yeah, this this product. You know, of course, I don't use all these products every day, but I think they're all staples and important to have. And da 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 da. da. And I'm just sitting there like, wallahi, like, are you serious right now? I know. Like it's so like it's so obvious. Like don't like how are you gonna. It was just it was just very dishonest. annoying and disappointing yeah. and not not dishonest. She was trying to be honest about it, but there's people that won't get it and read between the lines as well. Like some people don't get like she's saying it all, but she's not saying it, saying it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. You know what's crazy about that? It's not if someone buys a product, that's on them and everything. But it's like you'll have that image of okay, this is gonna because we remember when we were teens and you know younger or when we were starting out with trying to do whatever we can to make our skin better. You will be like, okay, if I want to have clear skin, she uses that product, so maybe it's worth a try. You know that worth a try. That's a lot of money. You know that you're trusting because X Y Z said you know it's worth a try. Do you think Instagram and like social media has narrowed down the definitions of beauty that we have? I think they do. Like the thing is, that's it's not just social media that's done this. It's part of human nature. It's part of human culture for us to be like this. Like in every age, there's an idea of what's beautiful, and all that's happened is social media has magnified that. Like look at like the early 2000s, the pencil drawn in eyebrow phase. Everybody was crazy about that for the longest time. They didn't need social media to tell them that's cute. Or, like, in the 90s, no ass but big tits, like, whole movement. Like, that was a thing in the 90s, you know what I mean? Like, the whole skinny look was a thing in the 90s. You didn't need, again, you didn't need social media then. You had lots of magazines going around. You know, now we have the whole, like, bushy brow, um, natural brow look, curvy, more curvy, injected lips. Basically, anything that's black, um, you know, is, is the whole is the whole look now. White, black. And we have social, yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. That's not even, anyways. But we have, like, social media that's emphasizing it. If anything, the good thing that we have now is we have social media to talk about this and to fight this and be like, hey, you know, realize what you're doing and what the problem with what you're doing is and how you're stealing from other cultures and blah, 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 blah. Like, we have the facility now to, to call people out. I don't want to blame social media because the thing is already there. All that happened now is it's magnified to but be honest the way i see it before it's like you could ignore magazines you could ignore certain channels you know you could ignore so many things but i feel like social media has brought it down to a local level where people around you are like getting money from like instagram and stuff like that and then they're doing their whole body transformation someone that you knew that last year looked completely different this year looks looks like mm-hmm. an instagram baddie or instagram thotty or whatever it is and that's like a specific yeah. beauty standard that people are it's trickling down all the way to the local level before people in your neighborhood wouldn't look like that people that go to your schools wouldn't necessarily look like that unless they're in the know unless they're really after that fashion or really after yeah. beauty you know if they're unless they're beauty buffs yeah. but now you see the most basic ass girl who's not before remember that we used to have like people who were obsessed with beauty people who were like sportsy girls we had more clear-cut categories of yeah people. clear-cut yeah. kind of people until we grew up and then we learned that we can multitask and do a bunch of shit at the same time but you know yeah. but now it's like i think it just yeah. yeah i think it just made it more accessible yeah for sure basically. that's that's how that's what i was thinking okay if we're going beyond the last 50 years beyond television you can't really ignore what's on tv like you have kids all throughout the ages being like i want to be like that person on tv or this person on tv i think the the one thing that the internet gives us is um more people to copy from <laughs> more exactly more people to copy from and it gives us okay there is like a whole mainstream thing going on right now but it also gives us other options too like you have like because there's so much going on in the internet 
you have literally different things you can tap onto, different niches you can look into. Where if you're just watching TV, you you don't really don't have that, or just uh, in Hollywood, it's all the same thing. Yeah, you know? but like younger, we only had one type of stereotype to follow. Like you could either, you know, I wanted to be like Avril Lavigne growing up. So it's like you had one type of look. Yeah, that's true though. No, I got you. Like it's just it's it's just a mess. But what what irritates me the most, like of all about all of this, is the whole steal, like the the whole theft of the black identity. That just pisses me off because we're already dealing with a society that makes you feel less than and other than, and you feel shit, and you're like, oh, I don't look like that. You know that ma- I don't have that mainstream look because at the end of the day, the average person isn't doing a lot of searching and looking into and like you know deep introspective crap and like figuring out oh what best matches me or what kind of person am i they're looking at the mainstream right so and then you have people from the mainstream which tends to be adam people and white people who are just stealing from black culture and the black uh, female body and trying to put that on themselves and then you have like it's like it's like it's just so annoying that being anything but black but genetically black it's, is okay. It's okay. As long as you are not genetically black, it's fine. You look black, that's cool. Yeah. Are you black? No, that's where... To that's me. the important thing. You know what annoys me, though? It's the way they sexualize black bodies. Like, can you not be a normal person without... Do you understand? Like, that body is meant for a certain type of look. And that's what you see all over the internet. And then you go out in real life and you see all these people. I don't know if you know, but people legitimately, if you dress a certain way and you have a certain type of body, they treat you like you're these people online. Like, you know, like you're uh, easy or you're an Instagram baddie or you're like that. Just because this body type equals this to them. And it's just so yes. weird. And And the sickest part is that this trickles down to children. Like how many times have, okay, like, uh, I don't know why. Growing up as a kid, typical Somali girl, I always had a big butt. <laughs> I, I was just a small, tiny little kid running around. I was a small little kid running around, but I always had a big butt. And ha- I can't remember how many times people would be like, "You can't wear that skirt, or you can't wear this, or you can't wear that," because it's sh- like wear a longer top, wear the like so much crap went on, and it didn't even register in my mind why it was like cover your own. I'm like, like as a child, that information doesn't really register why. But it's like, how are you gonna sexualize a body that young? You know what I mean? It's, it's it's disgusting and it's it's a serious issue because, and on top of that, even growing up as an older person, like being an adult or like a teenager or whatever, like the, the things that you have to deal with as somebody who's a bit more curvaceous and all that and all that bullshit, it's just, it's not really, it's not really fair yeah. to be honest. And it kind of sucks. And it's weird because you know when like a, a girl, a really curvy girl puts a picture online, whatever her motive is, whatever, but all the comments are always such disgusting comments. And it's yeah. like, she can't change her. Like a lot of, some of the girls are not like wearing, you know, clothes that will enhance that. They're just wearing regular ass clothes that anyone else mm-hmm. would, but their body type looks like that. And all the comments are just such, why? It's either thirsty ass comments or people fat shaming. It's one or the other. There's really no other way that it goes. And it does not even have to be somebody who's like obese or anything. Somebody that's just a little bit curvy. It's thirst tra- thirst traps and um lose some weight. Have you ever heard of the gym? It's crazy because people are out here literally injecting their bodies to have that kind of body yeah. and they're considered healthy. Okay? Know, so it's kind it's, so it's kinda rad. But you know what's what's been killing me lately and like made me cry like for a good two minutes? The whole uh nigger fishing thing that that happened on Twitter. Well, I, I legit cried. It was the funniest experience. It was so disgusting, but it was just the funniest. Thing I made a watch. game out of it. I went around my house and I'm like, "White or black, you guys? White or black?" <laughs> Literally, just watching their faces when they see that yeah. it's, a, it's a white person, oh they're just in awe. Like my parents, in awe. Everyone in awe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what's so funny about that? Like, okay, so let me just tell people who don't know what nigger fishing is. So basically, on Instagram, there's a lot of bo- white people 
who they're actually like white, white, like blonde haired, blue eyed, but actively try to look black. So they tan a lot. They'll put in like braids. They'll do things to make their hair more coarse. They'll darken their eyes by wearing like brown contacts. Like inject like their lips. Like they'll d- inject their lips to make their lips look thicker. Um, you know, get a boop, uh, get a butt, you know, injections or like make, put button plants in stuff like that, just to make themselves look more black. And a lot of them, and a lot of their followers wouldn't know that they're actually white. Like they would erase their the whole part of their white identity from their timeline. So you would just think that this person is a black person and they're basically capitalizing off of the black consumer essentially i have to give credit and... to them because the makeup skills on point imagine changing your whole Allah race Allah. and looking Allah that Allah. It's, an art. it's an art <laughs> <laughs> it's an actual art i swear to god so like um people started exposing them on twitter there was like threads and upon, upon threads going on about this person's an as, as a nigger fish that person's nigger fishing da, 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 blah, blah. like there was just like a lot of people that were exposed basically and i think people lost jobs it was like it was like some crazy ish going on on twitter but um yeah so that's been going on and to be honest is it really surprising no yeah. no it's not surprising at all because we ha- it, it starts from like the kardashians and then you have you first yeah. of all can we talk about ariana grande and how everybody she becomes a little bit more black like <laughs> uh, when are we going to discuss this <laughs> You know what's so funny? Nobody's nobody's like coming for her because of it. It's weird. Like, literally, no one's come for her. She's the pastiest so white person ever. Like, look at her pictures. She's so pasty white. Do you remember her in what was that? Victoria said she was on. This is the whitest. She white was girl. a white girl. And oh, Manta, God. she's a black girl. Okay, so so I'm I wonder. Waiting. I'm waiting. I wonder what's going on. I'm waiting for when I'm waiting for when she does something problematic, and the people come for her because till now, black people are they have no problem with it. They'll be like, yes, she's black. Like, how many times have I seen pictures? Well, they'll be like, oh, black women can pull off. I saw it just today. Black women can pull off blonde hair. And there's a picture of Beyonce with a blonde wig, Nicki Minaj with a blonde wig, and Ariana Grande. And I'm just like, what? You see, so everyone sub- subconsciously acknowledges it. They just are not saying it out loud, which I don't know what's yeah, why. No, they are. They're literally they're literally saying it out loud because it's they, a joke, though, they yeah. claim her as black. Yeah, yeah. It's a joke yeah. where they're claiming her as black. Like, no one's going to cover her, but she's the original niggerfish. Like, yeah. But what do you think about guys that say, like, because it's all these guys that say, oh, what, uh, what do you call it? What about whitening yourself? If tanning, you know, like making yourself darker is a problem, then what about making yourself white? How about that? Have some- Wait, can, can we stop? First of all, two things. Um, nobody says that making yourself white is a good thing. I've never seen anybody, except for people who whiten themselves themselves, say that. They don't, they don't actually, they don't even say that the whitening themselves is a good thing. They're trying to hide it. I'm like, no, I'm just light skinned. But I've never seen somebody say whitening themselves is is a good thing. A and B. No matter how much you whiten yourself, you will never look white. You will never. You will look gray. You'll look purple. You look ashy as hell. But you will never look white. You'll always just be a light skinned black person. That's basically what you're gonna be. Also, it's like you could be exactly, and you don't get the rights a white person would get. Maybe colorism. If you live in a world where colorism is an issue, and you know, like technically, it comes into like marriage and stuff like that. But everyone knows that you are a person that lightens themselves. It's no secret, you know. But it's like mm-hmm. when a black, when a white person makes himself black when black people are literally facing racism every single day of their lives it's so ridiculous yeah. it's so ridiculous like, how are you gonna take yeah like how are you gonna take the one two good things we have and claim it i mean this is no this one behavior. two good things that we've been insulted with our whole life exactly the one two things that we have that sometimes are considered good sometimes are used against us take it repackage it claim it and use it as your own and eventually it's going to be normalized eventually it's going to be normalized that white girls have big butts Allahu alam how 
but eventually it's gonna happen because that's literally what happened to so many things in the in the past, like rock and roll music and like all this. Look, stuff. if they naturally had it, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Okay, because there are some people who are naturally creative. But how are you going under the knife to look like the demographic that you insult every day of your life? I do not understand. Mm. Okay, yeah. it makes your sense. It has to be a mental illness at some point. Yeah, you know what? Let's let's go back. I think I downplayed the whole "what about black people doing the same thing" topic because you do have a lot of people that use the excuse of. Um, black people they wear weaves and wigs that are like straight or um i'm trying to think of what else you could possibly do colored wigs like blonde hair contact lenses contact lenses are tacky i think people stopped doing that in 2007 so let's not bring that up again it was a horrible time okay but um you know people basically they're trying to use the excuse of they're like you guys do it too so you have no right to complain right but like here's the thing go back to the root of it all at the end of the day okay uh you can use the excuse of oh you know poor people they're just they're just um you know they're they've they've gotten used to these beauty standards and they're claiming the beauty standards of their oppressor blah 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 put that argument aside okay let's look at the argument of no matter how much black people try they will never be equated to whiteness ever ever they will never get on that level okay look at poor serena williams when she wears a, a like a wavy or a, or a looser curled wig or whatever people still call her a black gorilla like what the hell you know, so don't even try. Like it will, ne- we will never get to a point where a black person who tries to attain whiteness will be treated white. That's not gonna happen. It's like trying to come to me with the argument of reverse racism. There's no such thing as reverse racism. I'm sorry, that's not gonna happen. You can never be an oppressor when you are the victim. It doesn't work. Like oh my you God. know, what's funny? It's, it's funny because what, that whole argument for reverse racism. All these arguments come up from a point of i am superior no one can look down on me if i don't look down on myself you know that mentality of being in a bubble and ignoring what's going on in the society around you you can only come up with arguments like that if you literally block out everything in life and come up with your own you know way of life Mm -hmm. like i could sit here and be like what i'm the most beautiful person in the world you know i I could do whatever i want and still be a superior person you know and ignore life but that's just not how it works it's just not realistic yeah at the end of the day the reality is on the ground like as much as we try in our heart of hearts to change everything within ourselves and everything that that's fantastic and if enough of us do it then there'll be change but the reality on the ground is too different for us to ignore yeah especially so. these crazy beauty standards that we keep every day it gets a bit higher every day it gets a bit higher like it's not uh, to me i just find it crazy how everything is becoming normalized like what social media influences especially irk my soul my living soul because they sit here and preach love yourself you know we're all beautiful we're all this and tomorrow they get a major procedure done that legitimately changes the way they look and they're sitting here like i had to do this for my the the reason i love myself what happened to accepting your flaws because i'm sure that's what you were preaching two weeks ago and it's really crazy to me how everyone like you know whether you want it to want it to or not it slowly you know it slowly enters your head and it slowly changes the way you think if it it won't change in a day it won't change in two days but it will change in a year if you keep seeing everyone around you doing it then it's like maybe it's not a big deal if i do it too but then you're not dealing with the root problem which was your insecurity your root problem which is something from the inside out not from the outside in Mm. i think like it's a really fine line because we've passed age so you know how there was that whole age of accept yourself you're beautiful as you are no need to change yourself like that was all like a few years ago like people were crazy about that like accept who you are like forget all your insecurities this is who you are blah 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 no need to change it you know screw plastic surgery like we went through that whole phase where like you decide plastic surgery that means you hate yourself blah blah blah, 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 blah. and now we're going through another age where people are like 
no, I know my insecurities. I accept my insecurities. I think it's not a problem. I think it's fine, but I would prefer this as well, you know? So there's like this really fine line and really like, it's basically like, I don't know, sometimes I see it as permanent makeup when I think of plastic surgery. I don't think it's always, oh, I'm insecure and like, I hate myself and like, I need to get this changed. Sometimes that's the case, you know what I mean? And, and you know what, they get it. But sometimes it's just, it depends on the procedure, of course. But sometimes it's like, yo, I acknowledge, like, you know what? Um, I don't really hate my boobs. Like, I can live with my boobs for the rest of my life. But I can afford this procedure. I can, like, improve on them a little bit. So why not? It's literally like somebody who walks around every day and puts on under-eye concealer or somebody who's gone and, and done surgery to lose weight or whatever. Like that, That's how it is in their mind. I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying it's a, it's a good thing. But I'm saying it comes from a different perspective because you can't put everybody under the, under the umbrella of you're insecure that's why you but also a lot of the excuses i hear is that oh you know i I, certain clothes i wear never look like my style doesn't look good on my body you know i hear that a lot like that's and it's like you're literally gonna change your body your permanent body for clothes that you could get tailored like is that Mm -hmm. what's happening right now and it's like it's crazy because to me i'm answering to the 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 excuses i hear because no one for some reason they feel like they need to explain themselves so they sit here and they make excuses that dig them a deeper hole because it's like these excuses are so superficial bottom line they're so superficial and i understand because these people are surrounded by people that are literal perfection you know everyone around them is literal perfection and a lot of these people i've talked about it they're like you walk around you see people with like faces you know their skin is impeccable their eyebrows not a hair out of place you know and you're constantly bombarded by this idea of perfection that you feel like well i can change this i won't be perfect but at least i'll be closer to perfection you know and that's what i feel like social media that's the image it's selling all these people look at the people that we watch from day one to like three months four months later when they get money they're completely the first thing they change is their body you know like that's why like that's the number one thing like we need to talk about in general like not just specific on this podcast all this like social media and the and youtube and everything you need to take everything you hear with a pinch of salt because honest to god they just they they make it look too easy like imagine taking your life editing it and making it like the best portions of your life out putting them out there on 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 the big screen because the whole idea of everything like you see these people with amazing bodies or these people with flawless skin and everything subhanallah some people are born with that some people are born with amazing skin some people are born with amazing bodies but a lot of people a huge number of people aren't and they have to work really hard to attain what they what they have and when you have people like this going, oh, just drink water and your skin's all gonna look gonna look amazing. Well, I'll be like, shoot, I'll shoot you. The lies. I'll shoot you. Can we discuss what are you the lie? The amount of lies that come out of these people's mouths. Like for good skin, they're like, oh, drink water to work out. Oh, I work out every day before gym. No, you don't. You got plastic surgery. Why are you lying to these people? Yeah. <laughs> like you know, it's exactly so enraging because you're sitting here literally perpetually lying, perpetually, just so that mm-hmm. people could think that you're someone to look up to. But then that's their image, right? That's their views. That's yeah their money that's their income so us like local people us people that are not like you know beauty influencers or, or not you know not into this living normal lives that are trying to look the best that we can you see this idea of perfection you see everyone around you you know before it was as simple as we want to lose weight you know now it's like we have to get the perfect body you have to have the perfect hair you have to have the perfect teeth you have to have the perfect eyebrows perfect 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 like you even eyelashes you have to get extensions to look to have that fluttery look like no you know, some of us have the different the genetic pools. Some of us have different things that we are look good in. And that's just the identity of who we are. But I find it weird how everyone's looking more and more alike because of how normalized this stuff is getting. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just, you know what? 
um, I'm just waiting for the age when all the stuff, like, everybody's individual features and how everybody's a little bit different, that's all accepted. Because even though, yes, there are some people right now who feel, who are happy with the way that they are, majority, again, I've said this before, but the majority aren't. And you're always going to have that whole pressure of, you know, becoming normal and becoming normalized. And this is not just in how people look like. This is very, this is human nature. Like, in terms of everything, in terms of the way that we think, in terms of the way that we speak, in terms of the way that we behave, the norm is what's accepted. The minute you step out of the norm and you say something abnormal, you're going to be looked at as other. As other, you're going to be looked at as weird. You're going to be looked like, oh, that's that girl. I mean, look, go back to, like, when you were a kid growing up, okay? Like, I remember, like, growing up, there was a girl who used to, like, stand up and do poetry in our class, and we all thought she was weird. <laughs> Today, I'd be like, you're so freaking cool. Yeah, like, right now, I met that girl, I'd be like, you're so cool, keep doing what you do, right? But growing up as a kid, you're literally brainwashed to be, like, weirdo, like, you're not normal, like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, like, yeah, that that is the, the that mindset is what we need to get rid of, of that, you know, being same is, like, you know, what's what's wanted, when in reality, that's not what we need it's not what's interesting like that's that's boring as heck talking about and doing the same thing every single day i mean that the well, that's scary i think you, you when you get older you get to a point where that monotone and, and repetitiveness and all that stuff they just becomes disgusting it to you gets and you so get annoying that. it's jarring like you don't you don't want it mm-hmm. basically yeah yeah which is why which is so sad about like instagram culture because instagram would be such a cool place if every day you're seeing something different but when you're just flicking through things and every day you're seeing the same 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 thing it's just it's just so sad which is i was gonna say that's why i make it a point to follow one version of people because that's the funny thing you'll i only follow like one certain type of beauty guru because there's 20 of them and i pick the best one you know because literally (laughs) literally everyone is the same so it's like i don't want the same pose from 10 different people that look the same the thing is though like i we're, we're really talking about this like it's a new thing when the reality is this has ha- been happening throughout the existence of, of humankind. Like, beauty standards have been, like, a thing forever. Like, we had foot binding in China and, like, tattoos that people used to do. And, the like, long you know, neck the whole in long, Burma. The long yeah. neck thing. Yeah, exactly, where they put rings around your neck and then they start doing that when you're a child so that when you grow up you have, like, a, this long, long, super long neck or whatever. Like, that, that's all happened in some... And at the end of the day... We call them barbaric know, now. Uh, Funny. <laughs> we call them we call them barbaric now. And you're going to hear a hundred years from now people talking about the stuff that we do today as barbaric. So, I mean, it's just so sad because, wallahi, like, you never hear about this for guys, man. Um, hi. I, I feel like guys go through a lot of stuff and they just, you know... They do. They push they through. Do. I'm not... I don't... No, I feel like they push through. What with their... They're all going bald and, you know, like, the, the height's different. I feel like for guys, it's even worse because it, it's tied directly to their, uh, you know, being a male, being a protector and that kind of stuff, you know? And... No, but the thing is, though, for women, it's all tied to their femininity. Like, all these things that we're talking about, it's, it's about being feminine and like a, a woman and all that stuff but i think yes guys definitely deal with it but i'm not going to compare it to the scale that women do yeah because beauty is a big now, deal yeah. being a woman like it's a big factor it has yeah a hundred percent like that's the number one thing that people will talk about like if you're a slovenly like messy looking guy and if you're a messy looking girl you're gonna get oh my god you're gonna get harassed way more than that other person you're gonna be told stuff like Oh my god, if you just cleaned up, you look so much better. Oh my god, da 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 blah, blah, blah. For the guy, they'd be like, oh, that's just how he is. It's cool. Do you. A lot of the time. Which is a problem. I, again, I don't want to downplay what's happening to guys because now we have that huge male beauty industry just coming around and like people making like makeup for men and like... Like, like Chanel. Oh my god. If you guys didn't know, Chanel has a makeup line for men. 
So yeah, oh Harta, if you look at Asia, Harta Asian men, they take care of themselves like nobody's business. These guys do facials, they wear lipstick, they have foundation on, their hair is always 90 degrees, you know, like set. Mm-hmm. It's actually, yeah, a bit crazy. First of all, I, I remember what I first saw because um, um, a lot of my friends and my siblings are into um, Korean music and, on, and Korean dramas and all that stuff. So I've seen like how their K-pop stars like, literally have beat faces yeah k-pop star is different like idols are different because idols they they sell this idea of perfection it's more jarring when you see an actor who's like in a rugged scene with perfect skin and you're like how Mm. how is this possible you know so that to me was more of a shock yeah but that's 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 also like when you're when you're doing um a film or whatever you have to have some degree of makeup on your face but if you're walking in the streets have you ever watched a Chinese drama oh my god they put a filter on the whole what do you call it scene (laughs) so literally everyone is walking you could barely see their nose holes because everyone is so perfect (laughs) (laughs) well I think I'm joking but it took me so long to understand that yes I'm looking at human beings and yes it's a filter because it's so your brain cannot compute do you understand what I'm saying like I wish you could watch an episode and just see how perfect they look. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that now just because you said that. Yeah. I'm literally recommend me on that. I'll let on. you know. Yeah. I'm gonna do that now. But yeah, it's cr- yeah. so when you look at like we're talking about Western beauty standards. Any Western beauty standards, you could have an off day. In Asia, I don't think you could have an off day. If you have an off day, they're gonna write tabloids about you. So beauty oh standards, there are. Oh my god! I remember learning that in Korea, uh, people like when it's your birthday and stuff, they give you like a hundred. They give you a gift card to get a nose job or like a surgery, beauty plus surgery. Oh, it's your birthday. Here's a gift card. That's how normal it is there. Oh my god! It's actually you know what was so shocking to me um, when I was living in the Emirates. So I had a friend who she had like she would, she was walking around with this strip on her nose for ages, for ages. Was she, and she was Iranian, right? Irani, okay. She was Iranian, Iranian. <laughs> So for ages, and I'm like, yo, like, and I knew she had a nose job. She had, she got a nose job done. I'm like, how long do you have to wear that thing? And then she's like, oh, it's healed. I just, I just wear it. And then I found out that basically having a nose job was like a status symbol. And it was such a cool thing to walk around with the bandaid on your nose to tell, like, it wasn't even, you know, like a lot of the times you talk about, like, you get a job and you hide it and you never tell people, like, that's what people do usually. They'll, they'll deny, deny, deny. They'll be like, I never had that job. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get liposuction. I didn't get my lips done. This is just the natural me them they will flaunt it and be like i got a nose job bitches look at me now can i tell you i've never met an irani person who hasn't gotten a nose job like <laughs> i have not actually i think i've met like 10 of them 10 iranis in my it's lifetime right of university passage. and school and stuff they mm-hmm. all got like it was like coming of age it's just it's it's very normalized yeah there. it's a cultural like, thing to, right it's accepted it's a cultural thing so it's just like basically in different cultures and society and societies Things are done. It's just about how they're done and how accepted that they are. Like in our cultures, like I don't know, what am I talking about? The Somali culture or the Western culture? I don't know, but both of them, for the most part, it's not acceptable to have plastic surgery. Meaning, yeah, you can have it. It's cool. You can go. There's plastic surgeons and everyone walking around, but you're not gonna go and flaunt it. You're not gonna go and be like, I've had this done. I've had that done. Da, 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 da. Like it's 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 becoming a little bit more. Like some people are talking about a bit more, but it's really not to that degree. Yet. Like it's, but it's pretty. Like you know, like in Korea, I, I can't say it's not toxic because people are out here killing themselves and stuff because of beauty standards, and they have like super. They have shows and movies dedicated to plastic surgery and the, the beauty industry, and it's crazy the way they view beauty. Mm. Like it's to them, it's like if you're not beautiful, you don't deserve to live, kind of thing. You don't deserve to get jobs. You don't deserve to do anything. Essentially, you basically are subhuman. So it's oh my god! Do you know what that reminds me of? Well, this actually freaked me out. But in China, they were talking about I just I saw it in the news. Um, they're talking about having this system where 
um, based on how, um, I want to say, I don't want to say politically correct, but how well behaved of a citizen you are, you get points. And with these points, you're allowed to like travel around your city or do things or chat. Uh, <laughs> this and light, it just went, Do you have the episode of, did you have the episode of Black Mirror? I didn't watch it. No. Oh my God. You have to watch this, this whole episode of Black Mirror where people are constantly like giving each other points. Like, you know how you get like five stars when you're in your Uber or whatever, or like how many times you get in your Uber? It's the same thing ratings and people get ratings and people give you ratings and the ratings that you get like that's it, it the job that you get is based on that the house that you get is based on that and then when your ratings get to like a really low degree you could get imagine arrested. like imagine just, you made someone angry and they're just out here like zero reviews horrible service that's literally it that's literally what would happen literally so china's already like planning on implementing that and i was just like yo you know what they're doing they're basically so culling. they're trying to get rid of folks like this is natural selection modern that's natural exactly selection it. we're out of the Wallah we're not doing it. the hunter gatherer gathering thing anymore and you know not enough earthquakes uh-uh. are happening so you gotta you gotta figure out another way to get rid of the population i know it's literally like what they're basically doing is pushing the whole um normal normalization and like oh like having that whole um what was that what was i saying before that whole mindset that you, you know, have to be being part of the norm. You have to be. You the have to. Best be, you have to be exactly what we want of you. You can't. You can't step out of line. You can't. You can't be weird. You can't be different. Like you just have to be this one person, this one monolith. And it's like, ugh, oh my god, that's so. It's scary that that's gonna be like implemented in real life. You know. And now it's like we're bombarded by. You have to be like this. Do this. Do this. Do this from every angle. And I feel like with the rise of technology and the more advanced we get, it's just gonna be more and more. So we're just gonna have to be yeah. thick, have thicker skins and be socially conscious of what we're listening to and what we're you know reading. You can't let everything yeah. affect. Well, you. I, I don't even know like how like we're gonna go from here because we can say oh we're just getting better things are improving we're starting to accept people more but we're also seeing signs of that we're going in the opposite direction it's because there's no honesty like you you're talking about we need to talk about it more i feel like that's a minority people talk about it but they're not honest about it they're not honest about their own issues i can sit here all day and talk about oh you know i have flaws too but then i'm not being honest if i don't say exactly how i'm dealing Mm -hmm. with those problems and that kind of stuff but tomorrow i'll get a plastic surgery i'll succumb to it and, and i'll justify that to me that's Mm. just so uh what do you call it intellectually dishonest like you're lying to people yeah yeah the other day i was sitting with a friend of mine and we're having a really honest conversation about our insecurities and how we felt about ourselves and parts of our bodies and the way that we are and the way that behave and all this stuff and by the end of it we were both like really shocked because a lot of things that you would never expect came out of our mouths, to be honest. Like, we all walk around with, like, this whole persona of, you know, you know, love yourself and nothing can phase me and da-da-da. And I especially do that. Like, I walk around, like, and I'm constantly, like, bigging myself up and bigging up other people and all this stuff. But getting to that point where, and I would never, oh, it's so hard for me to, like, open up and get vulnerable and talk about I will it. die really before I do that, me. probably. Wallahi, it's so hard. I is, never, do you think I, it's exactly. older sibling, elder sibling syndrome? <laughs> Could be. You know what? We're going to do a whole episode about elder sibling syndrome. So let's leave it for then. <laughs> but possibly, yeah. No, but to be honest, no. Because even my younger siblings were like, we're kind of, I think we're kind of pretty much the same like in that sense. Like we're all like that. 
So I don't know. There's this whole idea of you have to be strong. Somali culture to be too, because you've been insulted your whole life. Yeah. I remember as a child, this lady used to make fun of my body and stuff like that. And this one, well, I was a very sensitive child, and I remember crying. And then she came to me, and she legit tough her, the one that insulted me, came to me. It's like, are you gonna cry every time someone insults you? You can't do that. You're gonna die if you do that. That's true. You know, she That's basically true. ingrained it. I will never forget <laughs> what she said to me because after that date, you could eye me, you could stand there and legit insult me from head to toe, and I'll just be like, cool story. And walk away because literally like she yeah. ingrained that in me that day yeah and i think in some other culture it's a really like being soft is a really bad thing like being sensitive is a really bad thing and on top like if you think about like just our the way that we use nicknames and stuff like that like you you actively go out there and find people's insecurities and then give them a nickname like how like i just think about the nicknames that me and my siblings had and all i till now like my heart it's like why why I'm not, it's like why would you guys do that and the only people I feel comfortable saying that in front of are my parents and my siblings because I could roast them back and it, it, it's not like a hurtful thing but other people they do it just to be hurtful sometimes and it's just like no I don't think Somalis to be honest I don't think Somalis do it to be hurtful they don't do it with the mindset of I want to hurt you it's like it's like a natural reflexive normal it's normal behavior for them to point these out these things to out to an extent and a lot of, also to an extent like you know to mm-hmm. a certain point it is like natural behavior and it becomes habit you know when you teach your mouth to say certain things it just comes out a lot of the times mm-hmm. but sometimes yeah. it really does come from an area of insecurity okay moving on from Somali people what about like hijabi Muslim you know black youtube and instagram like all those social media influencers who talk about you know because we have this whole big you know hijabi fashion modest fashion phase that came through in like the early like the same time we were watching like michelle fawn and all those people i remember watching D- all those back then and learning how to do my exactly. hijab yeah, to do my yeah. Styles, yeah. yeah her and amina kin yeah. that amina amina kin lady yeah they were like the first like the first couple of people who were doing that and now we have like a huge multitude of them which is great and all but what do you think of the whole like the start off of that did you like did you find that they were useful oh did you find my that God. oh okay let me tell you something first of all okay for me i always i love fashion that's my thing like i love it so much but it's like hijab styles it's so hard to make like as a child it's so hard to make hijab fashion because you go from wearing that neck thingy and then you wear if you're lucky you upgrade to like the ck hijabs that's what I upgraded to you know the the four corner one but then I always I wanted to wear I remember I used to live in square one I used to live in Toronto right in, like in the hood area I'm not gonna say where but essentially I remember all the girls my age used to wear like them they wear the hijab like a muscle kind of like the style that's going on now and they wear the hijab like a muscle and they wear hoop earrings you know and mm-hmm. that was the style back then but I had so I wasn't allowed to wear those mm-hmm. kind of stuff so I was always thinking what is a way I could wear my hijab that's still you know like conservative but you know still a hijabi style and that's when youtube came in at that point i was like 11 12 when those styles came out but then in high school i found all these people and all of them had like these beautiful designs that i could never think of myself and so to me it was literally i don't remember you know like i remember how happy i was finding this niche on youtube i binge watched every single hijab youtubers hijabi what do you call it seven ways to wear Mm. your hijab ten ways to wear your hijab like that's when all the styles the pashminas and the what do you call it those chiffon hijabs all of those came in style when they started wearing it and showing us how to wear it differently. Yeah. Where else would you get I used her? to be so obsessed. Yeah, I used to be so obsessed. Who was it? It was Dita Tokyo, Amina Kin, Nura Leila Love, a couple of other people. I, I, I can't remember now, but Rubazai. Yeah. So the thing was, they were all showing us how to do like different hijab styles and everything. But then what happened was, which was really fun and really cool and it was fun to experiment and stuff. But I remember what started happening was like, especially recently, is that now we have this whole rise of the turban. So even, like, different, like, hijab styles, 
like people would focus so much on like how to put on a turban and stuff like that and me personally i don't wear a turban i only wear like the regular hijab regular regular hijab so it was like at this point i was like oh okay so we kind of finished everything that we could do with the regular hijab we're finished let's move on to the turban and not to be a bitter betty but it was kind of like actually to be honest i wasn't like at that point i wasn't really experimenting with my hijab anymore i have my set style and i just rock it and i just go with it and i like and i and i do a couple of things sometimes to change things up a little bit and which you which you can take advantage of on like instagram and stuff and everything you'll always find different hijab styles but i feel like this whole rise of like different kinds of hijab like turban and like the whole you know throwing the hijab over your shoulders you ever that what's her name that Adamla girl on um what's that what was that bk chat how she used to like throw back chat and she'd throw her like do that whole like hijab is her hair yeah thing. yeah yeah well like you, you know what's you, crazy you people don't understand then... that these styles existed since time egyptians used to do these styles all the time like yeah, yeah. these are common styles like they're not new and to me i've never liked them it's not even from a perspective of hijab or whatever it's never just been my style and so you're totally right because what happened was at one point the modesty level on what do you call it youtube channels became a certain level it changed it became a certain yeah, level and yeah. it wouldn't fluctuate there was no flexibility in it it was like this is the modesty mm. level we're at right now if you're on, if you're uncomfortable with it that's your problem and you know before they yeah. had more flexibility they have you know because every person is at a different level of modesty you know everyone is comfortable with a different style like whether you wear skirts or abayas or hijabs or turbans or pants or whatever you wear everyone's at a different level but you, these youtubers only focus on one certain level and it's like you know whatever we don't care about the rest of you i think what's important to realize here is at the end of the day somebody who's making a youtube channel like as much as they try to cl- say that oh i want to put my perspective out there and let people know what it's like to be like a hijabi and da 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 it's their own personal experience. Like, we need to remember that. It's me coming on YouTube and being like, I'm showing what I do in my everyday regular life. This is what is acceptable to me. This is my level of iman. This is what I think hijab should be. This is what I think is accept- acceptable. Because what might be acceptable to one person in terms of hijab may not be acceptable to another. So you have to keep that in mind. So that when, when you're watching these videos and you're watching these Instagram tutorials and all this stuff and looking at these pictures and everything... You have to take what you can and leave, what and you leave the but rest. that's what I do with non-Muslim viewers as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah, is, you need to do that with everything. But isn't it frustrating that you followed certain people because they were at your level, because they, you could, you, don't, you didn't have to adapt their style to your style because it was already at your level. And you're like, wow, I can incorporate that into my life. And then they, they changed up on you. It's not like you changed, you know? It's like you followed them for a certain level and then they changed up on you and now you have to go look for other people it's kind of frustrating like i find it frustrating it's frustrating it's frustrating but at the same time it's human nature like i shouldn't like personally speaking like i don't get too upset about those things because again everybody is their own is on their own little path everybody's doing their own little thing in terms of their religion or whatever so for me to expect that somebody's going to be stagnant their whole life they're always going to be at this level that rarely happens people go in and out of like religiosity and they go up and down all the time so uh, so that's why it doesn't really bother me but i can understand it bothering people in the sense that you know when you start to normalize things that may not necessarily be or should be normalized you know what i mean like you have the whole definition of hijab and now what you have in these days is people taking that definition of hijab and being like oh no but this is my hijab this is what hijab means to me and da 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 it's like there's no such thing as what hijab means to me yeah it's like saying this is what salah means to me well i was having the same argument with people like we don't sit here to debate what kind of salah we're gonna unless you're shia you know that's different but you know we don't sit here to debate what kind of salah you're gonna pray like okay today i'm only gonna pray with my you know like i'm not gonna use any hands because i don't feel comfortable using my hands like you don't sit here to debate that so yeah it's just it's just really bizarre like if you're if you're somebody who's 
you know, you're doing something or you're dressed in a certain way, but you acknowledge the fact that, hey, this is not, this is perhaps not the right way to do it, or I should be doing like this differently, but I, but you know, this is my level right now. That's one thing. I admire that. You know what? At least you're being honest. But for somebody to come on and say, you know what? This is what hijab means. You guys don't hijab understand. Really is. The masses is, don't understand. To be the symbol. Yeah, exactly. To go out and try to be the symbol for hijab, when in reality, maybe that's not what hijab is supposed to be. And I, I know like people are going to come for us and be like, oh, who are you to speak? And blah, 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 blah. But you guys like think about it this way. In religion, like we have to separate a religion and culture. And opinion okay? too. An opinion. An opinion. You have separate opinion and fact. There's fact and then there's your opinion, okay? There's some... Like, right now, somebody can come and be like, there's facts, okay, that the hijab should be like this, hijab should cover, like, there's 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 definitions for hijab, right? There's some people who will even come and be like, niqab is fun. There's a whole so, argument also, right there, Also, some people will be like, you can only wear certain colors, all that stuff, you know? Like, exactly. There's so, there's many so much... Yeah. Exactly. There's so many opinions that come into hijab. And again, like we've talked about this before, there's hijab for men and hijab for women. And hijab doesn't just include the thing on your head. It could be like all your clothing. Like There's some modest uh, YouTubers out there who will cover their hair perfectly and their neck and everything. And you won't see any of that. But then you'll wear like the tightest thing ever. Is like, Can you use that as hijab as well? Like there's that whole argument there too. So there's so much going on. And when it comes to hijab, so we really need to be careful about what we what we claim to, for hijab to be. And what what was really interesting to me was that I watched one YouTuber. Um, I forgot her name. She's based in Kuwait right now. She's American, but she's based in Kuwait. And what she said was, "What I'm wearing on my head right now is not hijab." She had like a turban on, and she's like, "This is not hijab. I'm not gonna say it's hijab. And this is just something I wear because I like to wear it. It's my culture. I think it's beautiful. But I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not my. It's not hijab." And you can go in to talk about, oh, she shouldn't, she should do this or she should that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. That's her personal choice, whatever she wants to do. But what I appreciated was her honesty and her saying that what I have on my head and what I'm wearing right now, don't take this to be what a hijab should be. That's what I admired. I don't think it's even smart for you to sit there and be like, I think this is hijab because of X, Y, and try to justify it because you're giving people an opening to come and debate you. Like, if you're so quiet and you're doing your own work and you're wearing whatever you want to wear and you let people just talk, that's people talking. But when you sit there and you talk about how this is the right hijab and, you know, like, and try to belittle everyone that does wear the hijab and belittle everything about it and try, just to make, justify yourself. And, you know, we're not stupid. The masses are not stupid. Everyone can see that you're trying to justify something that isn't justifiable because there's facts and opinion again. You're just opening the door for people to, you know, attack you at that point. Yeah. Like, you could yeah, say that yeah. people don't and have to. They, they should respect you, but they won't. So, yeah. And to be honest, the bigger example of... The, the biggest example of this is Dita Tokyo. Like, she went through so much. Like, you saw her go from, like... She used to wear... Like, she went... She was always, like, regular hijab turban, regular hijab turban. Regular Girl, hijab no. Turban. Remember when she, she always had people coming for her. Remember when she used to wear abaya? And abaya... Yeah, like, she went through a whole phase of whatever, right? And, like, all along the way, she had people crit- criticizing her, and she had to defend herself, and blah, 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 blah. But, and then now, she's just stopped wearing the hijab altogether. And you can tell this was a person on their own personal journey, on their own personal journey. She was going through her own, you know, trials of faith and iman and whatever. And, like, whether she wore the hijab or not, whatever, how much hair was showing, whatever. So, this should be the perfect example of, listen, she was trying to defend her, yes, yeah, stay, stay quiet in general, but to, to the, to the masses, to the regular person, Look at what she was going through all this time. She didn't just take her hijab off out of nowhere. She was going through stuff from the beginning. So, And she was trying to justify her hijab along the way. So when you're watching somebody on YouTube or on Instagram or whatever you're watching them on, and you see them you know, trying to justify and explain their self-aware or whatever, whatever, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing or whatever it is, 
you don't know where their iman is. You don't know what their intentions are. You don't know where they are in life at that moment, okay? So you can't always take them for your factual or your intellectual um, information. You have to go out there and read. We have so many Islamic scripts. We have so much knowledge out there about what hijab is. And there's so many scholars to talk about this and everything. And now on top of that, we have so many new female scholars to talk about this as well. Because you don't have to... You, I, I am number one advocate for we need more female scholars. We need more women talking about Islam and teaching and talking about the whole female uh, right. part of yeah. being a Muslim and all that stuff. and our, what do you call it, rights. You need to know exactly, exactly. how much you're you need to, to We need to know what these things are. So those are people that we should be turning to. We really should. Once you get all that information and you're knowledgeable about that Then stuff, you can make an point, educated decision. At- exactly, exactly. But the problem is, is that we can tell this to grown people. We can tell this to people who are like, you know, teenagers or whatever. But the thing is, you have kids. You have kids who are, who are watching YouTube videos and on Instagram and everything, and they uh, themselves, like, how are you gonna tell a kid go talk to re- do research? I'm sorry, if you came to me, told me to do research when I was seven, I'll tell you, get out of my face. I have been like, I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. How about that? Like, yeah. you know what's crazy? It's the fact that the thing with Dina Tokyo, I think the reason why everyone got really annoyed with her was because she really did capitalize off of her being a Muslim, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she made books yeah. talking about modesty. It's not even Muslim. This girl made whole books and made whole shows and, you know, articles and photo shoots and everything being a hijabi Muslim. So it's like, it's yeah. a bit like, it's... Yeah. You can use the argument, though, that she she specifically... At that time, she was always, uh, hijabi? No, no, not that. But you can pinpoint the fact that people can use the argument that she focused on modest, the word modest. Because even when you look at her fashion line, she remember when her fashion line came out and she was like, this is not just for hijabis, yeah. this is not just for Muslims, this is for everybody, it's modest line, it's like dressing modestly. That's when I, I didn't let... I, I stopped following her Mm. and all that stuff because it's like at that point you could see that this person's priority has changed you know you need to understand this is going back to what you said about learning your deen and everything i think it's a hard pill to swallow when you have to be honest with yourself you know you need to actually sit with yourself be like okay am i doing this for my own personal reasons or am i doing this because it's a requirement for me for the deen you understand i feel like a lot of the times people fall into stuff when they start to justify their own personal needs and their own personal um what do you call it what they want like i want to be fashionable so it's fine for me to you know belittle xyz of the dean like it's fine you know so i guess it's the other thing is is that i'm not gonna um tell somebody don't get your don't get your money or whatever you know it's perfectly fine for her like i'm not trying to tell say that oh you know what she started tailoring her stuff for other people we're no longer the niche audience i'm not gonna be bitter about that because at the end of the day she needs to make her money and why are you only gonna t- why are you only gonna target twenty uh, percent of the world's population? You have the other eighty percent to look at. So there's also people who in different cultures and different religions and different you know parts of their lives or whatever that want to dress a certain modest way. Or this has become fashion now. Like a lot of modest fashion now has become the norm. So it's perfectly fine for her or anybody to want to to want to have different a different audience. That's cool. But don't alienate the audience that you already have, which is kind of what she was doing. You know what I mean? She's been doing that since day one. When she did that photo shoot, thinking everyone was non-Muslim. Like, literally everyone. Yeah, yeah. When people notice, that's when you should do something about it. You know, you can run stuff by people and, like, you know, see, oh, does this look too jarring to you? Does this look too abnormal, too weird? You know, talk to people around you. You can't just ignore people and be like, oh, you're toxic. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you guys are all judgmental. She was, yeah, yeah, she was very de- defensive and, like, it didn't help that, like, her and her husband had a channel and they would always hype each other up and all that stuff, like, you guys are dumb, didn't, like, very, like, um... Oh my god, you know what I remember? Yeah, very, like, they're feeding off of each other, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. You know, I remember watching one of her videos and uh, someone, you know, her Q&A videos where people send her videos, uh, you know, the question and answers and stuff like that. And so the email started with, oh, uh, hi, Dean, Sid and Dina, whatever. Um, I hope this email finds you in good iman and health. And they got so triggered. They're like, oh, oh I, I hate what I was looking for was condescending. That's the word I was looking for. Very condescending. Yeah, yeah they're very condescending. Anyway, mm-hmm. they, they got so triggered because of that. They're like, oh, I hate videos, who, people who send stuff like that. It's so patronizing. And I was like, oh my God, this is when did a dua become patronizing? Yeah. All these little things you notice from beforehand. So I wasn't surprised when everything blew over, to be honest. Yeah, because I wasn't surprised either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It wasn't that shocking at all. It's always Dina versus the masses. So Yeah, exactly. She's always been a bit of a defensive character. She's always been had to defend herself and everything. And you know what? At the end of the day, I think I don't think people were angry with her about her decision to take off her hijab. It wasn't about that. It was just the the way that she does things, which always tends to be like, you know, a lot of YouTubers have to be like, oh, it's, it's all about you, the viewer. You guys supported me, da 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 blah blah blah. It, it's all, but that's all talk at the end of the day. It's about your actions and how you do things. And when you want to do things and you want to grow bigger and you want to reach a bigger audience, again, do not sell out. Do not sell yourself out and be like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, forget about everything that I, you know how I got here. I need to, you know, get bigger numbers or I need to, you know, get that book deal or I need to do this and I need to change this because you know how like when you when you sign with these with these big companies and when you try to get these book deals and everything like that, they ask things of you. They want you to do things like they 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 want you to be a certain way, and you have to stand your ground and be like, listen, this is who I am. Like I really admired that about who was it? I can't remember. There was one hijabi um fashion model or one a girl who wanted to be a model or something or the other, and basically she would like the modeling agency she signed up with was was basically like oh, uh, how much skin can you show? Or, like, how 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 does your hijab have to be exactly? Or they kept, pushing, they kept pushing her, like, to do things that she didn't want to do. And then she left them. And that was really admirable to me because you you need to you need to keep your values at the end of the day. Like, you can, as big as you're going to get, you need to make sure, you need to have those checks and balances every day and, like, look into yourself every day to make sure that you as an individual are not moving too far away from your values. Yeah. You know also, I mean? as Muslims, you just have tawakkal. You know, like, this opportunity came to you because you were a certain way. So you should have confidence in yourself that you're enough. You're, you know, you're worthy mm-hmm. and you're enough and you deserve it and you don't have to change yourself for anyone, you know? This mm-hmm. is the bottom line. Like, you don't have to change yourself for Western ideals. You don't have to change yourself for anything. Yes, you want to be faster, that's true. You know, mm-hmm. it'd be faster. You'd get to where you want to go faster. But at the end of the day, what's it worth when you literally left who you were behind and you became one of the many other people that's already in the industry? It's mm-hmm. really not worth it in my book. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. since you could die at any moment. So what's the point? <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> what is the point? Because it's like, yeah, you know, when yeah. things get really hard and you're just like, why am I struggling? And then I tell myself, might as well do the best I can in life. But then you die. You need to understand that you will die. Yeah. Whatever you're working hard for, it should be something that you're going to be proud of when you die. Because no mm-hmm. legacies that you leave behind is going to come with you. Unless it's a good legacy. It's not going to come with you to the grave. So, you know, you're just playing 100- yourself. You're playing yourself in, in this life and the next life. 110% wallahi. I mean, if the money's worth the money's worth it, though. Listen, okay? <laughs> you, the richest people are the ones that kill themselves. So where do we go from here? Wallahi, it's true. Wallahi, it's true. All these, like, rich, high-demand jobs. Oh, my God. All right, so... I guess it's time for us to end this podcast episode. In the end of the day, honestly, number one thing I would advise everyone, don't, you know, give up your morals and your principles for a Don't jump on the bandwagon, whether it comes to things about the influencers that you're following or the makeup looks that you're going for, the plastic surgery that you're looking into or those eyebrows that you're plucking or whatever. 
don't go for the main don't go for the mainstream don't try to like follow follow everyone around because at the end of the day all the stuff changes over time nothing is permanent beauty standards change like you know so quick over the every, every decade there's something new like just look at things that were going on in the 2000s and the 90s and the 80s it was like that was only a few years ago I yeah, when you say that, like when we were kids, we were told that. But you know, internally, we don't recognize we don't, that we don't. because we don't we don't see ourselves mm-hmm. navigating this world. But as you grow older, well, I you'll notice how unique you are and how different you are and your value yeah. as a person. Listen, value in terms of money as well. Me at my big big age of twenty seven, I struggle with that a lot. Sometimes there are times where because there's times where I do things and I'm like, why did I do that? Or I shouldn't have done that. Or that was so embarrassing. Or I really exposed myself. And why does that matter? Like really think about it why does it why do you why do we need to be people pleasers at the end of the day another thing it's like the fact that you need to literally look at yourself in the mirror and be honest with yourself mm. like stop ignoring your insecurities and stop ignoring your problems and stopping because they fester and once they fester anyone will come to you and literally they'll break you down yeah like if someone says one little thing to you it's gonna affect you so you need to be honest with yourself and be like okay i'm wearing this because of xyz i'm doing this because of xyz you know but then what do you do like there's so many moments where you're honest with yourself and you're like, I'm doing this, like, oh, I can't even count the number of times where I do something. And I'm like, I've done this because of that. That's the truth of it all. And then what do you do? I just walk out the door. <laughs> <laughs> you just ignore it. I'm like, cool. I guess it depends on the cool. person, right? Like, yeah, you have to, you have to, like, recognizing it is one thing. And I think a few of us or a lot of us are actually getting to that point. But the next step is not just recognizing it but doing something about it and i'm not at the point right now where i know what to do about it a lot of the times so i'm not going to really comment on that i guess i can't really talk about it because i'm more of a i'm a very definitive person like I, if i'm honest with myself it's like okay hey, so you're honest with yourself you're going to do this because of this to me me being honest with myself is not is me not ignoring the situation mm-hmm. yeah so if any of you have figured it out please tell us because we all need help we all we all need a little bit of support at the end of the day so Tell us what you guys thought about this episode. Tell us about what your struggles are, what you're having a hard time with, what point of of your life you're you're in right now, and how you're coping with all this um, nonsense, security, insecurity, securities. You know, dealing with the whole fashion industry, makeup industry, beauty industry. What 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 really pushes your buttons? Like, and if you don't feel comfortable messaging us on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, or even emailing us, we still have our curious cat up there. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead and send it's us living, an anonymous it's question. <laughs> it's just there, Wallahi, to yeah. be honest. And I'm curious to know like, if guys feel the same way. Because we talked about it from a girl's perspective, yeah. right? And we, I did mention one, two things. But does it really affect your daily life the way our daily lives affect us? I think we need to do a, a little, maybe a short about that. Because I think that, like, especially, Wallahi, the way that we see it. Like, how many times do we joke about... Oh, from a woman's perspective? No, from a, from think, a like, male how- perspective. Like the oh, whole like yeah, in. because we're always oh my god, how many times like we, we we put out thirsty tweets about six foot seven guys or like the whole tall dark skin or whatever. And I guess we could talk about how much truth there is yeah, to yeah, it yeah. because how much truth there is to are, it. Are you willing? How, are you willing to to be honest? Me right now? About no no like when we do the short. Okay, inshallah. <laughs> inshallah. <laughs> No promises. That that to me, I you say inshallah. I hear no promises. No no no. I mean, I'm serious. When I say inshallah, okay. if I say inshallah with a with a with a weird funny voice, then that's that's questionable. But, um, <laughs> I, but usually I say well, inshallah. I'm serious. But um, no, I really would do want to get the male perspective because 110 percent guys deal with body dysmorphia. Guys deal with insecurities. Guys deal with all this stuff. Like I don't know why we don't 
we don't talk about guys as if they're human too, as if they have the same feelings and everything as girls. Because we're not supposed to. It's taboo. I mean, you know, a man to has be to be strong. How how dare he speak about these stuff? I know. You know? Why? Yeah, man, it's 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 a problem. But anyways. We'll get to that when we We're get to that. We're here to talk about. All we do is talk. All so we do, we'll talk all about we do is huddle. All we do is talk. And this episode is run on for long enough. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, your feedback is always noted. So we'd appreciate it if you send us some. Assalamu alaikum. Bye. Bye.